Hi, welcome to the Car Measurables podcast. My name is Advita Patel. I'm Trudy Lewis. And I'm Jenny Field. So this week in our news section, we want to talk a little bit about personal branding. So one of the things that the three of us have been chatting about over the last week is your online brand, the presence of that, the perception of that, how people think about you, um, whether or not that's good or bad, and kind of what you're doing to maybe drive that perception, which is probably a little bit controversial, but whether or not they're things that we are doing that give people a perception or take them away from focusing on the work that we're doing because they're too busy talking about the brand not feeling aligned or things feeling a bit strange. And it's something we've been chatting about in our WhatsApp group. So we thought we'd bring it to the podcast for this week and chat a little bit about it as it's been a topic of a previous podcast episode where we delved into personal branding. So Advita, talk to me about personal brand. Um, oh, I love this topic. <laughs> you know, because I talk about it, it's one of my talks that I give to people and it's part of my coaching program as well, because personal brand is just so important. And I know I've had people kind of roll their eyes at me and go, oh God, here she goes again, going on this kind of the word. And it is one of those words that people don't really think about too often relating it to them, especially people who work internally right so who don't have their own business and think well what's the point I don't understand why I need to think about my personal brand I am what I am and I'm doing the job that I'm meant to be doing that makes but me want to sing I, I am what I am <laughs> <laughs> you can all enjoy my little untuneful <laughs> bit there that's really funny <laughs> I, I definitely was not going to go into character <laughs> But it is about understanding personal branding. And I say this to everybody is if you don't create your own story, then somebody else is going to create it for you. And if you're not consistent and you're not clear with what you want to be known for, people will just make things up about you then. Or or will assume, and we all know, we've said it hundreds of times about what assume does to different people. So I'm quite passionate about the area. And I have seen a few folks in recent weeks who have... I'm kind of struggling to understand what it is that they're offering to the public yeah. and what they're trying to share or what they're trying to communicate, you know, whether that's actually something that they believe in or something that they're selling or something that they're working on. It's really difficult to, for me to decipher who, who are they, what, what they're standing for, where, where, do they, where, where do I put them? And it all goes down. And if you go all the way down, it kind of goes down to trust as well, right? So do I trust this person enough for them to be in my kind of circle of influence around this particular topic? Because they say they are specialists or know about this information, but their their communication style and what they're sharing publicly doesn't reflect that. Yeah. It's that that misalignment, isn't it, between what you're, maybe what you're saying versus what I'm kind of seeing. And I think there's so much about brands and the photography and everything else, but if that's not, if that's not joined up, then I'm going to be left feeling just a bit confused. And I think that's the same for, for any brand. Like if you were, if you made amazing, you know, computers, but your branding was like a child's drawing, I'd be like, oh, do you do really good computers? <laughs> or scribbles might suggest that maybe you don't. And I think that's, it's the same. It's just that when it's about people, it can feel a little bit more, well, personal because it is, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Well, it's, for me, that's exactly what I was going to say about things not lining up. Because if if you're saying you're one thing and then you're portraying something else, and then in the midst of portraying that something else, you've brought in three other things, my question would be, what do you want me, the audience, 
to pay attention to? What do you want me to buy from you? Or what do you want me to understand about what you're offering or who you are? Because remember, sometimes we're selling, we're selling who we are, we're selling what we mm. do. And, and, and then it links back to what's the purpose and intention behind what you're promoting? You know, so if you show me a certain type of you that's out there that isn't the real you, then I'm like a bit confused. And I, I would imagine the audience to a certain extent won't be confused, but then when they come into contact with you, mm. they will be confused. And so you end up, so, you know, we talk about in coaching about having the ideal client about having that perfect client. And, and if you think about doing things this way, you will almost always end up with the wrong types of people coming to you and asking you for services or asking you questions about what you do, simply because you're portraying something else. And that's why personal brand is critical, figuring out what that should look like and sticking to it. And, you know, we know that in the sphere of personal brand, things evolve, you know, you kind of change over time. But what I've been seeing, and I think maybe maybe social media and the pressure of seeing other people posting interesting, quirky things makes you feel that you have to do the same. But I, I think it's important to stick to your brand, stick to who you are. Mm, I think I think photography is so important in that. And I and I and I come back to I remember when I was speaking at an event in Ireland and someone said to me, you are exactly how I thought you would be based on the photos I've seen of you. And I and that was the best compliment I could have because it just shows that the photography that I had done a few years ago is is absolutely spot on for me in terms of what you think you're going to get when I walk into a room. But I also think about the conversations I've had in the past when we've been doing uh, internal social channels and people have got to put photos on because I was around when that was a new thing, you know, not because we had fax machines quite a long time ago and people were saying what can't you know is it okay to put a photo of this one or is it okay to put a photo of, of my cats or can I do this or can I order this photo appropriate and I always said if you think that photo best represents you in the organization then you use that photo like whatever photo you think is going to best represent you then go for it and some people did have cats and pumpkins and all sorts of other bits and pieces but I think that feels still true to me now. Like if you think that's the best way to represent you on whatever platform that is, then go for it. But if you're then, you know, using photography or using other elements of brand where people are, you know, are not, you're not getting across that message Like you said, like it's not, I'm not, they're not trusting or they're focusing too much on what you look like or what you're wearing or all those kind of things. Then you kind of have to ask that question of does that, is that photography, is it doing what you need it to do? Is it representing the brand in the way that you want your brand to be represented? Because they are so linked, certainly for me, that I want to walk into a room and people, uh, there's, there's not a real contrast to the person that walks in the room to speak at an event, to the person that they see as a static image online. To me, they shouldn't feel completely worlds apart. Yeah. And you've got to be really comfortable with it, right? And I know I've spoken when I do my personal brand coaching stuff, there's lots of people who are really uncomfortable with photography and putting themselves on camera because they don't like the way they look. They feel awkward about it. It's really uncomfortable to put yourself on that kind of spotlight and you know showcase yourself. And a lot of people really struggle with that inner turmoil. And I completely understand that. And you have to do... You have to be comfortable with who you are first, right? You've got to address that first. And you've got to accept the fact there will be people out there 
And again, I'm going to go to my favorite quote. You can't be everyone's cup of tea. Otherwise, you'd be a mug. And you have to accept there will be... Hun- <laughs> now, now available on a pin badge from a now available- website. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. forward slash shop. <laughs> Good plugs there, Jenny. No but, worries. But, you know, I have to remember that mantra because it is a bit uncomfortable putting yourself out there. Not everybody is comfortable in front of the camera, but you have to be able to represent, like, you 100% agree with you. you if you think that photograph represents who you are, then that is absolutely fine, whatever that image is. But then you can't, what I would say to you is don't hide behind it. And I think a lot of people hide behind it, right? And you've got to be genuine and honest to yourself and go, am I, do I really want people to look at me and think she likes pumpkins? If I did put pumpkin as my (laughs) Photoshop. And if that's okay, and I want to be known as a pumpkin queen, then off you go, like absolutely fine. But am I actually only putting a picture of a vegetable because... I don't want people to talk to me, which sounds really bizarre, but people do. Yeah, that, maybe. Right? Yeah. And I think it's you have to be honest with yourself. Well, I was wondering about is it that people don't understand personal branding? Or is it that they just want to get the attention and they don't know how else to get the attention? Because again, you you see a lot of mirroring other people's social media or other people what other people are putting out. And that implies to me that they haven't taken the time to figure out, you know what, this is who I am. Mm. I don't, I don't need to be anybody else. I can be myself. So I don't need to put that type of photograph out there of myself. I need to put something that represents me. And, and as you said, it, it does take a bit of bravery because it is a little scary. There's that word again, but it is a bit scary to, to put yourself out there. But I think if you're then saying that I'm representing my business, I'm representing who I am myself then I think it's important. I think it's, you know, don't put stuff out there that's really not representing who you are. Don't be a vegetable. Don't be a vegetable. Well, be a vegetable if that's who you are. You well, know? That's true. Yeah. If you're a vegetable, go for it. But no, it, do it. it. But don't do it just yeah. because you see Jane Doe's doing it. You know, do it because do it because that this is important to me. I need people to understand that I'm a carrot or whatever you are. You know, I need people to understand this. No, it's true. And this metaphor now. No, it's we got to start with the vegetables. But it is important. It is important for you to truly understand what you want to be known for. And it, it, even if you remove the terminology around personal brand, I say to folks is, what do you want people to say about you when you're not in that room? Right? What is it that you want people to say about you when you're not in that room, when you walk away? Or even when you walk into that room, what do you want people to say? Like Jenny just said quite clearly that, that compliment that you received about that person and said to you, oh my God, you're exactly how I imagine it to be. It's because you're genuine to, no matter what platform you are, no matter who you speak to and no matter what level they are, you're the same person. And that is because you are comfortable with who you are and people can either take it or they can leave it, but you can only get that level of reassurance when you're comfortable with yourself, right? And if you're not comfortable with yourself and you're not comfortable with what you're trying to portray and you're copycatting other folks, then that's when you're going to get shaky and a bit nervous and, and swing from here, there and everywhere and potentially have several different vegetables as your uh, profile <laughs> picture. Salad. A salad. <laughs> the salad. We're a salad. So I love, I love, I love how these news conversations take funny turns. We're going to be talking about pumpkins and carrots all the time. But I think that the main advice seems to be from this conversation of just spend a bit of time knowing who you are, be consistent and make yeah. sure that yeah. you're being kind of true to kind of who you are. So Brilliant. That's the end of our news section this week. I hope you enjoy the episode. This week we're talking about power lists. It's a maybe a slightly controversial episode, but we hope you enjoy it and do give us your feedback across any of our socials when you've had a listen. 
you want to find out more about how you can work with us, you can visit our website, which is calmedgedrebels.com. Here you can find out more about each of us individually, and it will also give you links to our own websites, which are colinear.co for Trudy, commsrebel.com for Advita, and Redefining Comms for me, Jenny. You can also follow us on Instagram and on Twitter at Calmage Rebels, and you can also follow us individually on Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn. So if you do want to work with us around communications consulting, coaching, or workshops, please do get in touch. So today we are going to talk about power lists. And what I mean by power lists are those lists that we see advertised online and and through different social networks about those top influencers. And for example, I was named on a future leader list a few years ago. Then I was on the Asian influencer list last year. Then I was on the influencing workplaces list in 2020 as well. Uh, And I've been on the. I know, I know. It sounds so awkward when you say things like this, but I know today's topic is going to be controversial before we even get to that discussion. And I, and it's a reason I wanted to talk about power lists is because I've spoken to a few communicators and other people and friends and family, to be honest, who always kind of say, oh, like what you just both said, oh, you're such a show off. Look at you on these power lists doing all these crazy things and whatever. I do believe they've got a place right I do think there is a place for these lists in terms of recognizing work that some individuals have done to the industry that they're working or you know whatever they're kind of being rewarded and recognized for however what I don't agree with are random lists being created based on organizations wanting to drive publicity to the work that they are doing and I think that's where I'm kind of torn. And I really want to talk about today because there are people out there who compare themselves to others on the list. You know, like, why am I not on that list? You know, why I, I've done this and I've done that. And I always kind of have to say to folks, especially the people that I sometimes coach and mentor who want to raise their visibility and stuff. I'm like, it's good. I'm not saying that it's, I'm not ever, I never want to knock anyone who's chuffed to be on these kind of lists and stuff like that. But it is taking it with a pinch of salt and it is being a bit like, what's the kind of criteria that they've chosen these individuals to be part of this list and what is it that people are doing with this information and how are they kind of using this to amplify the organization that has created these lists right so you have to take all of that in consideration because as much as we've said it and we've said it a few times on various podcasts you know comparison is the thief of joy Mm -hmm. and I do think it can drive people to believe that they are less than others if they're not on these kind of lists. So I wanted to kind of open up the conversation because I just think it's an, a good topic to talk about for one thing and, and maybe have a bit of debate and you both of you may agree or disagree with my statements. So what do you think? <laughs> Let's, I'm, not, I'm just going to keep it open. One of you go first. <laughs> I love that. Like we've never talked about this on our WhatsApp chat ever about all these No, lists. not at all. Never, never. <laughs> I, think you're, I think you're right. I think there is a lot of, a lot of weight put on certain lists And I have to question the value of that. Now, like you, I've benefited from being on various lists. I've been on things like 30 under 30 some time ago now. Um, I've also been on various employee engagement stuff and things like that. And it's lovely to be acknowledged and recognized in that way. But it's, 
I've also been excluded from lists where people have then questioned the validity of those lists in saying, how is Jenny not on this list, considering you know, the work that she's done, the research that she's done and things like that. And that does make you kind of step back and think, I don't know why I'm not on this list. Maybe I'm not doing enough stuff. Maybe I need to be doing more. But actually, the lists don't mean anything. And to the people that I want to talk to and the people that I want to work with, they're not going to be looking at those lists. So as lovely as they are and as helpful as they might feel, for me, there is no one that I'm working with that would look at that list as a reason to or not to work with me, hire me or anything like that. And I think that's the thing I come back to again and again. There are other things for me that would be more of a recognition of my work than being put on a list. Because also, if you can't say why you're on that list in terms of the fairness, in terms of the criteria, then I just don't get it. It's like, you know, we used to watch Top of the Pops, you know, years ago, and you've still got the charts and people are at those charts because of the number of records they've sold or, yeah, there's a reason why they're in that list. To just have a list of the top 10 people or the most powerful people in PR, well, where's your criteria? What was the reason for that? And, And without any of that and that transparency, for me, you might as well have put me on a list of people that have brown hair. Like, there's, I... I mean, it's help. Is it helpful? No, it's quite interesting because Advita started by by mentioning that quote that we always talk about to do with comparisons. And then the very next thing you said about not being included in a list was that you are questioning yourself. And, and that's exactly what happens with these lists is that you question yourself. Now, I guess I could question myself because I've not I don't think I've been on a list I'm, or I've been totally oblivious to the fact that I'm on a list it's not really been a big feature for me. And and to be totally honest, I'm probably of the ilk that, is it really that important? Is it going to do anything for my career? And one of the things I was thinking about as we're talking about it is the fact that I don't know anybody who hires somebody based on the fact that they're on a a shorter list. The basic criteria is questionable. We don't know what, you don't necessarily always know when you read these lists, you don't know necessarily what that criteria is unless you're on the times list where they print all of the kind of data behind it. And so as a result, any list that isn't as credible as some of those bigger ones, it's it's not really guaranteed what the criteria is as to why those people are on that list. So. You couldn't really use that to say, do you know what? I'm going to hire Advita because she's sitting there, although it does add to your credibility. So I think I don't think they're then bad. I just think in my thoughts, it's never been something like, oh, I've, I really want to be on this list or, oh, I need it to enhance my career. I've always thought of things like I want to do a good job. I want to make sure that people recognize the work that I do. How widely has this been accepted as something that I've done rather than you put my name on a list although if I get on a list I wouldn't complain but (laughs) (laughs) but you used an interesting word there because you said about the credibility piece and I do think there is something in that I think people do think that that their credibility will be increased in terms of perception because they're on a list but I also think you then have to think about no matter what your job is no matter what role you're doing how is that list helpful to you you know if you work in any role you know in an organization is someone going to be looking at that list to make their hiring choices probably not 
Mm. Is someone going to be looking at that list to hire their agency, their consultant? Probably not. So therefore, is the purpose of the list purely a marketing tool for the people that are creating the list? And therefore, it isn't really linked to credibility. It's just who can we put on this list that's going to make sure that they shout about it and therefore build our brand. And it's simply a marketing tool to help them. It's the cynics view in me. I know, I agree. And this is why the thing about lists, which is why I've got to be in a bonnet about it, is that it just causes unnecessary belief that you're not good enough. And this is what I hate. I hate people being pitted against each other with no actual criteria. So you don't, unlike awards, where you may nominate somebody to be part of an award and you write an application, I can see the sense in that, right? So somebody's written an award about you, you you've shown your data, you've shown your evidence, and there's a, a panel of judges who, who are unbiased in, in what how they're judging, and they make a decision on the winner, right? On list, though, like we've had conversations about the... Come like we in the sense of like the some of the community that I'm, I'm talk, I talk to about things like the under and 30 under 30 does that mean that if you've never been on a 30 under 30 list that you were not good enough like you didn't do as much as those individuals that did make it on 30 under 30 like I've had people practically sobbing and this is not even an exaggeration that they you know they were 29 and a half and they had like six months left to get onto one of these prestigious lists and they didn't make it because they, you know, they they felt that they hadn't done enough to be part of this list. But I'm like, what does it even mean, though? Why are you putting yourself to such turmoil? But but also, like, what is what is enough? And this comes back to the comparison piece because it's not about doing enough, right? And I can say that as someone that is not on certain lists, having written a book, done industry research, you know, <laughs> spoken at loads of events. You know, I feel like I do quite a lot of stuff, and I've this list that I'm not on, and that's totally cool because I'm obviously not in obviously I'm obviously not in that world like there are reasons why I'm not on that list but for me it's never about not doing enough but also the things that I'm doing I'm doing because I believe they are the right thing to do to help progress business to help progress leadership to help progress organizations I'm not doing it to be on a list and I think that's where if people are doing stuff because they want to be on a list or they're they're doing stuff because they that to them is going to be their badge of honor I just question how helpful that is to you in terms of is that the right badge to be going after and actually what are you doing that's aligned to your goals to your choices to your focus and your dreams and is being on that list going to help you do those things I know I mean they've got lists for 40s and 50s now so you know if you miss 30s (laughs) (laughs) don't worry about it they're always (laughs) aimed for others But I would 100% agree with you. You know, I, I just don't. And, and I guess that's why it's never been on my radar that much. It's because I've just not looked at things that way. I do think that it's it does cause you to compare yourself. It causes you to say, I'm not good enough. And, and then you start to get down this rabbit hole of maybe I need to scramble and do all these things to be recognized or acknowledged. And that's dangerous because then it goes away from the things that you believe in and the things that you, you know, is your purpose. So if you say, I'm very clear about what I'm supposed to achieve in my life, this is what I want to do. And then you suddenly think, oh, but I better do this, 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 so that I get recognized and that I get on a list. Not to say that you shouldn't work towards achieving greatness, but is a list greatness? Don't think it is. I, I, I do think it's, it can be more disruptive than anything else and maybe the aspiration should be to be on 
perhaps one of these very big lists rather than rather than on some of the marketing based lists that are out there so but again that's also to find out which ones which ones are the real ones and which mm. ones are the ones that are just there for another marketing purpose so you're such suckers for this stuff because ultimately it's just about retweeting sharing across socials and we look at look at me i've made a list it's marvelous and there is something lovely about doing that we like recognition we like reward we're programmed to do that but it's just about elevating that person's brand and that person's message. And we're all now just puppets. Oh my God, we're all puppets. We are. Oh my goodness. <laughs> and, the, and the more we talk about it, the more I think, who are you to tell me whether I should be on that list or not? You know, the more I kind of yeah. think about those things, I'm like, this is people or a couple of people or a group of people have decided that they're going to create a list. Great. Okay. But who are you to decide whether I am good enough to be on that list at all based on a, a glimmer of what you see on social media, right? So those people who don't use data, who don't use insights, who don't use proper outcomes, who don't do the due diligence before they allocate people onto this list, they're generally, if you think about it, they've taken it upon themselves to say to individuals, we're going to reward you and we're going to name you because you know, we believe that you're good at what you do, but that's great and great that you believe that I'm good to be part of your list, but who has given you the right to do that? Like, what gives you permission? Rather than the big corporate agencies who want to raise their profile, I'm talking about individuals or a group of individuals who are taking it upon themselves to give themselves the accolade of being the super human individual, the top of their game to allocate people on list and give them credit for things that we don't know if what they have done based on what they're reading about them that's where I'm kind of and that is controversial it is controversial it is and 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 I mean it's it's all about perception isn't it because you could say do you know what I want to create a list for this reason and I'm bringing together my own criteria and so on but like you said who gives you the right to do that and who 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 says that your criteria is meaningful because there could be things that I've done that don't match up. I mean, or that match up to the short criteria you have, but there are some really terrible things that I've done that nobody knows about. Do you know what I mean? So, so there's no balance. So, so, so in a sense, it's going off the fact that if I've been visible, if I've been able to maybe make sure that my articles have been read or paid attention to or I've spoken at certain certain places that I can be touted as I'm great at what I do but I'm not necessarily great at what I do so you you could look at it from that perspective so any given person that's been pulled onto a list based on personal criteria doesn't it doesn't necessarily match up to what what you'd say is credible or trustworthy in terms of their reputation to do x or to do y I, I i think it's it's all questionable isn't it whether or not that's real and that's why i don't know that it's it's a critical thing for people to be aspiring to if you get on a list where you know they can measure it they can show you the evidence of how they got to that point then by all means yeah maybe you should be aspiring to those but i, I don't know uh, that it's something that you should worry about if it's if it's a list that the criterion saw and is slightly questionable so i think it's interesting because 
there's lots of stuff, especially in the communications profession where there are lots of lists in PR and comms. There's, there's, we've got loads of them. And we also do have, you know, the odd thing where there's kind of individuals, you know, recognising other individuals. And, and I can see that question of like, who are you to be able to say this person's amazing? But then at the same time, I also think recognition is lovely. You know, it's nice for other people to kind of hold up a mirror to others and say, do you know what? I think you're doing a really great job. And I just want to say, I think the work you're doing is really nice. Now, that's a very different thing to being like on a list. And I think that's a distinction for me of I've shared stuff in the past where I might have just put something on Twitter just saying, you know, this person's blog's really great. If you haven't read it, then read it because I find the content really helpful. I'm not going to go and put that person on a list because I don't have any criteria with which to create said list. But I'm very happy to say I find this helpful. I think you might too. And I suppose that's to me the difference is I'm all for shouting about people, bringing people up, sharing stuff that's great. It doesn't need to be a list. It doesn't need to be a brand. It doesn't need to be an organization. It can just be this person. I really like this person's content. I find it very helpful. I think you could too. And that's just helping people network. And Mm. I think sometimes maybe, maybe we get too caught up in creating something when actually it's just about being a decent human being and saying, do you know what? Advisa, Trudy and Jenny are all amazing and you should listen to their podcast. Thank you very much. Do we need to be on the best podcast list? Yes, we do. But as long as there's a criteria about that in terms of number of listens or there's a panel or there's transparency in terms of how you've got to win that award or how you've been there. But if people just want to say, these three people are doing a really great job, you should listen to their podcast. I'm all for that. I just, I'm not all for that. I'm going to create a brand and a movement over something that doesn't mean anything. Mm. yeah and I think Trudy Trudy hit the nail on the head there it's it's on some of these kind of accolades and awards and being on lists are given to individuals who are visible right who are always kind of out there who are always tweeting who are always blogging who are always talking where you know all three of us I think are pretty good at that kind of stuff you know we're always kind of trying to give back to the community and support which is why I think sometimes we are recognized on lists and given you know people message and go we want to give you an an a recognition around this brand that we've created or whatever and it's always a privilege to be part of that but I also recognize that majority of the folks who work for example in-house who are churning away day after day who are delivering lots of great work that we may not see because they don't have the privilege to share that because of whatever reasons confidential you know commercially sensitive Mm -hmm. whatever or basically they don't have time like when we all worked you know I'm not saying that as consultants we have time but we have flexibility in how we may want to present ourselves and part of that visibility is down to publicity of our work that we do right and the consultancy side of things in-house practitioners when I worked in-house and we all have done so we we always had to we always had to put the business ahead of that so we had to do the work we're doing in-house and sometimes we lose out on that visibility piece because there are certain things we just can't talk about and this is what I find I suppose those lists, the people who decide to create a movement, they miss out, in my opinion, on those really interesting individuals who are doing some great stuff that we just don't hear about because we're not, we, they don't either have the platform or the visibility, which is why I always bang on about raising visibility, right? Because I do think that is important. Yeah. And that's what I kind of, I think that's why I kind of, you know what it is? It, I struggle with, it's fairness. I think yeah. that's what it is. It's my everything, everything comes back to you with fairness. But also, I have a I have a counter to your point because when I worked inside organisations, I had a blog which was called Confessions of an Internal Communicator. I spoke at events. 
I blogged, I did stuff when I worked as an internal comms manager, head of internal comms. I did lose my voice for a while. And I talked about that at the time of, you know, I didn't really know what I was what to say because I was struggling with that, exactly what you've said, that that kind of distinction between me and work and, and how to kind of have a voice. But I also wanted to give back to people in the communications profession to just share the stuff I was doing in case it was helpful to others. So I actually disagree a little bit in terms of the oh, I know <laughs> because I did because I think if you wanted to share your story, then you can find ways to do that. And I know I'm I, I, I that might be easy for me to say, but it was only through networking, through talking to people, through being you know noisy, through having that confidence of putting myself out there a bit that I have been able to do that. It wasn't like I just walked into a room and everyone went, oh, this person's brilliant. Let's put her on the stage. That doesn't happen. Like you have to work hard at that. And I did that when I worked inside organizations. So I do think that opportunity is there, but I do, I do agree with your point about the fact that it is different when you are a consultant, you kind of have different, you know, options and different focuses. But then I know loads of consultants that don't do anything on social media at all and aren't interested in it and don't have a presence on it. And they're just trucking along and doing great stuff. So it's I think there is that element as well as we're talking and thinking, actually, are we only seeing these lists because we spend time <laughs> on social media? And actually all those people who are just cracking on with the work don't ever see these lists. And therefore it's utter, not even on their radar that these even exist. That's partly true. And I think what I'm leaning towards agreeing more with Advita here because yes, um, <laughs> oh, no. um, there, there's, there's something around being in-house. I, I remember being in-house and not even thinking that way of giving back until I reached the point where I was going to be stepping out of the organization where I thought, you know what, now's the time for me to get my act together and be more involved in comms as an industry, be more in involved in kind of giving back. And I think that's what the average person in-house, plus the fact that they, they don't necessarily always have the time to be outward looking. Mm -hmm. So I think you had an ambition to do that. And I think many of us do have that ambition to do while we're in-house and then we act on it. And I think you were, you were very proactive about that. But I think on average, I think you'd find that a lot more people feel that quite intimidating to step into that space when, you know, it's heads down, get the comms done and it's focus, focus, focus on the in-house role. That's the, that's the only reason why I disagree. But I agree that it's, it's an opportunity. It's, a, it's, a, it's an opportunity that everybody has. And at Peter's point, she's always talking about visibility, which I think is important. And over recent years, we've been talking more and more about people developing their personal brand, about having a personal brand within the brand that you're working for. So we have to, you know, it, it's an important thing for us all to recognise. I just think a lot of people, a lot of us don't do that. I suppose for me, it's if you want to do that, then there are opportunities to do it. But you do have to have the confidence, the want, the need to do that. But I still remember, you know, I talk about some of the stuff when I first started using Twitter and I remember sitting on my sofa, watching a programme and taking notes and then going over to my computer and typing in the tweets based on the notes that I'd written. Like I did because, you know, there weren't probably iPhones then. Um, so you kind of, you know, take, and I remember, I remember that feeling of, of thinking, who's going to listen to this? What am I doing? Oh, is this even the right thing to say? Like all of those things. It's just that now I've been doing it for so long that it's just second nature to me now. But I do appreciate we all kind of start somewhere if we want to. And that's the thing is if you want to, you, you will. But I think 
also you don't have to be on a list in order to be doing great stuff. The, the whole point of this kind of why I wanted to talk about this on this episode was I don't want people to ever feel that just because they're not on a list, just because they haven't been given an award, just because somebody hasn't given them a virtual high five to say how great they're doing, it doesn't mean that you're not good enough, right? And I think that's really important yeah. for you to remember that. And and I said it right at the start of this conversation, that comparison is the thief of joy. And, and, and I suppose I am all about fairness. And some of the stuff that I read online, it, it just seemed a bit unfair. It just, I just seemed a bit like, well, it's a bit unfair for you to kind of allocate an award to this individual based on what that they've been more visible I mean truly you know implied at the time that we and we're not going to give away any dirty secrets on this podcast today (laughs) another episode (laughs) but we know people in the industry we've all connected with at some point and thought to ourselves what who where what's going on with these people how have they got to where they are what's happening and don't I know I've probably made a load of people really paranoid now thinking (laughs) what are they talking about (laughs) It's the way the, the lists are portrayed that makes you have those question marks because to be on something that's called, you know, like the top influencers or the power list or stuff like that, that implies that that person is, you know, amazing. And and we were saying kind of earlier, they don't talk to, for me, lists don't talk to skill, capability, credibility to some degree as well, because there are people that are, are, you'll see on lists that you know, you might have worked with and you might be thinking, God, there'll be people that are, I'm on a list and people will have worked with me and gone, blimey, really, Jenny? I worked with her six years ago and she was horrible. <laughs> you know, because, you know, people change and evolve. But I, I do think there is something in you have to make your opinions about individuals or organisations based on your experience with them. Being on a list doesn't automatically mean that you are more capable, more skilled than someone else, because you might know people and they might be amazing people, but you might work with them and they might not be delivering what you kind of need them to deliver. So it's all about balance and it's all about individual experience. But I think it's the use of language and wording on the list that makes you think, God, these people are just amazing. When actually they might not be. No. And, and that's what makes you think that you could never attend. Yeah. yeah, you can never compare. And I just don't think you should ever put yourself in that position because you'll have other things that can offer. And this is where I want to kind of, I suppose, it's a bit weird doing top tips on, on, on how not to be on this, <laughs> which is not what this is about. But it's about, if you, you know, I think it'll be, it'll be really good for each of us to share, I suppose. If you do, if you are listening to this episode and you're thinking about, well, how do I raise my visibility then? How do I kind of get out there a bit more? And how do I get recognised for the work that I am doing? Because I am proud of the work that I do. Uh, if you get on a list, by the way, you know, as I said right at the start of this conversation, I am very proud of being on those lists that I've been named on. Don't get me wrong. And they really help my confidence. You know, the, as Jenny said, you know, I haven't been given a promotion or anything like that over them, but it's given me the confidence to step into that space where sometimes I may have been a bit reluctant to step into that space you know it's just giving me a boost of energy so if you do get named on this you know that's that's great but just take it with a pinch of salt in terms of how are they measuring and what is their due diligence in order for you to be on that list are they using you as a platform to raise the profile of the work that they are doing because of the influence you've got in the industry and the number of followers and the community that you have or are they genuinely naming you on that list because they truly believe that you have contributed to whatever they are doing on that list your power list influence whatever and they can generally prove that right and that's I ask that question you know when people email me and go 
oh, we want to put you on this list. Like, oh, great, that's amazing. How, what's your criteria? Like, how are you doing this? Just for my own kind of sanity more than more than anything else. But in terms of raising your visibility is what Jenny said at the beginning. You know, it is about creating your own platform. Like, if you don't have, you know, don't wait for permission. Don't wait for other people to give you that high five and a pat on the back. You know, start creating your platform. So for me, similar to Jenny, I did start my own blogging page, which was called I See Words. And I thought it was being quite smart because, you know, I see words, you know. I forgot you said that. <laughs> Remember? Yeah. Yes. I see words. And it was a little I. Anyway, it's, it's quite embarrassing. <laughs> what it looked like. I created my own site, my own blogger site. And my organisation was not strict by any stretch, but I was very cautious about what I shared in that organization. So I talk, I spoke, sorry, and wrote about more generic things around internal comms that interested me. So I used to talk about leadership and I used to talk about channels and I used to talk about, you know, audits and that, that kind of stuff and, and not really attributing it to my organization. So I kept it quite distant and that really helped me and my organization couldn't really say anything because I wasn't talking about anybody in that place so you can get you can you can there's ways and means to get around strict SOPs and structures and standard operating procedures because I know I I worked in the nuclear sector and they were quite you know there was there was different rules you had about what you could share and what you couldn't share and you had to get permission and and sometimes it puts you off so do you think about setting up your own site and maybe potentially talking about a subject or topic that interests you that's not aligned to to the work that you're doing so you're not kind of putting yourself in that you know, uncomfortable world where you may have to go and speak to a leader about why you're sharing confidential information. So that's my kind of, you know, so create your own platform and give yourself the high five that you deserve and don't wait for permission from others, basically, to to sing and, and talk about the great work that you're doing. Great. I would mirror that a little bit in that if you can't create your own blog in terms of your own platform or, you know, set up your own site, then there are other platforms that are there that you can blog specifically for yourself, like Medium, or you can try and guest blog as well. So look out for opportunities to guest blog and share your views on things. And that helps too. I I, I think the whole visibility piece is really important as well. And and so I, I would encourage anyone who if they're not clear about what personal branding is and what visibility is to go and learn about it learn more about it we've got Advita here who talks about it a lot also trains on it and and to me it's like seek out information about these areas if you're not sure how to approach it or what it means for you or or even to determine things like who you are your purpose what you want to do and uh, that will help you to kind of bring it together and and start uh, start becoming more visible because again there's no race you can take your time and just do little bits like Jenny said you know you just do small things to start with and gradually it builds because you might gradually realize that you know what I'm actually enjoying this I'm actually enjoying reaching out to people so you know don't do it because oh I'm desperate to get on a list do it because you want to build your your life and your career and I think my point is really nicely following on from that really which is kind of un- think about what it is that you want to achieve if your if your goal is to be on a list then look into the lists that are going to be the ones that have the proper criteria and have things that are going to help you achieve the goals that you want to have don't want to take away from people that might want to be on a list but I think just you know consider the criteria and the fairness of it but also I think just think about for you, where you're going to get value from in terms of that validation for the work that you're doing, because it's not a list. And actually, if 
if you want to talk about, you know, the fact, you know, am I doing a good job? Is this right? That's what your network's for. That's what your tribe of people are for. That's what those people around you are for to kind of make sure that you've got that sense check around what you're doing. It's what Advita and Trudy do for me all the time when I'm, you know, doing stuff. They are the people I want to listen to. We talk, we haven't talked about Brene and I'm about to. Um, and she says, <laughs> don't listen to people in the cheap seats. And for me, maybe lists are a little bit cheap seats. You know, is that somewhere where I want to have feedback from or do I want to focus on the people that I really value and want to get feedback from them? So I think that's that's the thing I think about. And then I suppose the only other thing is a bit around the kind of visibility. And, and I know I've said everybody can do this. If people want to do this and they are really stuck with how to get their voice heard, then talk to us because we've been doing this for a really long time. We know people in various different networks. I know from people that I mentor and coach, I've connected them with other people to help them get their voice heard. And it's now gone on for them to be speaking other things and other things, other things. And that's what we're all about. So it has to be a community. It has to be a team effort. And if you've got good content and good stories and opinions to share, then people will listen. It's just about having those opportunities. So Amazing. Great tips. So I hope that really helped everybody. I mean, I am going to say we are never going to be named on a list ever again. <laughs> We've ruined it ever again. We've ruined it. People are literally. I can. I can hear it. I can feel people now literally crossing our names off every little list that we've ever. <laughs> so you know, don't expect us to see us on list anytime. Bye. Bye. <laughs> for listening if you really enjoyed this episode then please do leave us a review on apple Podcasts. and if you have any ideas for future episodes then please do let us know